0: Love myself so, Sylvester. Makes me feel mighty real. No glove, no love, though. No glove, no love. Welcome back to Shut Up Sisters Health Untold Truth. Boy, 2020 was a hot mess, and 2021 is appearing to be looking about the same, but we're going to hope for some light at the end of this tunnel. I am hoping that you guys are doing well out there. So, tonight's episode is episode number eight. I am so sorry. I've been gone so very long, and I miss you guys so much, but no. Glove, no love. Remember that. No glove, no love. I know we want that real feeling or so the guys say. That it feels so different with the condom on. Mm, mm-hmm. But no glove, no love. This is episode 8, Sisters Health Untold Truth. This is a reminder that this podcast is not meant for anyone under the age of 18 18. Or is it meant to diagnose or treat any of your illnesses? It is strictly informational. Make sure you go and see your doctor. Someone that's listening to you. Not any doctor. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you guys about a recent experience I had going to the gynecologist just for my regular checkup. Oh, but anyhow, this episode we're going to focus on today. No, Love without that glove. A lot is happening. Last year kind of creeped away from us without us paying any focus to it being the 30th anniversary of the Ryan White Comprehensive AIDS Resource Emergency Act. This is a federal act that was focused on providing care and treatment and services to people with AIDS, Lord. Boy, oh boy. You know, I entered the job market so young, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed during that time. Um, And I'm so shocked that we don't see the types of commercials that we used to see back then, how they've kind of faded away, making us think that it's safe out there to have unprotected sex. It is not safe to have unprotected sex out there old people young people single people if you know that your man it may be out there and you're a married person or you're out there on your man do the right justice to that person you say that you love and cover up put that glove on but um 2020 did creep away without you know me uh saying anything about that um HIV and AIDS is very dear to my heart because I was on the front lines testing people at that time. And like I said, I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for sure. I sure was. All the interesting things I saw as an HIV counselor and testing during that time And I worked in a city that was right outside of Newark, very close, just a rock throw away. And all the stories that I would hear, I think the most interesting one was when I had these two gentlemen come in. Both of them came together and um, they were married and they were funeral directors working together and their wives had no clue they would take their wives and their families you know with them on trips and they have all these fun get-togethers but these two guys were having sex with each other I was like oh my god and me being only 20 years old hearing this I was um, wow I was wowed but I always kept a straight face I was always very professional because everyone wants to be treated fairly and everyone should be But in my mind, I thought about all the secrets that we keep from each other, you know, uh, how we don't protect each other when we're cheating on each other. It's uh, bad enough that you are doing that and there's no open relationship, at least in between these guys, because I had the wonderful job of asking all the juicy questions. And of course you must keep a straight face when you get these answers, even though inside your head, there may be this little person like screaming, like, no, you didn't. I don't think you should have done that. But like I was saying, um, make sure that you're covering up. Uh, We are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Ryan White Comprehensive Act. And Ryan was a um, young white boy, child who contracted HIV because he was a hemophiliac, he was a bleeder, so he got it through a transfusion and um, brought a lot of attention to it. He suffered a lot. He suffered a lot, a ridicule. People were scared during that time. Just almost, you know, um, coronavirus reminds me a whole lot about, you know, with HIV, you know, because you could be walking around infected and you not know it, and that was the same thing that was going on at the time, with hiv i remember also another young lady coming in and she was fine by every man's standards uh... at least you know (laughs) you know during that particular time you know kind of voluptuous shapely long hair fair skin You know, and she didn't look sick. But I remember her coming in and saying to me, well, I was tested, you know, a year or two ago, and my test came back positive. I don't feel different. I don't look different. I just want to be tested again. And, you know, I had no problem asking her what her exposures were. I knew why she wanted to be tested because of the prior positive test. And sure enough, her test still came back positive. But, or the guy, you know, that came into the clinic that time and he says to me or I would run the night clinic it was a day clinic but then once a week we'd have like an STD clinic that just focused on sexually transmitted diseases because people were having problems if you had you know some type of itch or drip or anything such as that, you know, the doctor was there to treat and as well as prescribe medication, and then I was there as the HIV counselor or whoever was in the rotation to ask, offer them the HIV test, because it was never mandatory, just like it's not mandatory now. So I said, can I... um, delight you in having an hiv test of course i didn't say delight and this guy had the nerve to look at me and say i don't need the test and of course i'm inquisitive i'm young i want to know why don't you need this test and he had the nerve to part his lips and say i already know that i'm positive i already know that i'm positive so you're here for gonorrhea You already know you're HIV positive. We know you got the gonorrhea by not having a condom on. Therefore, whomever you've had sex with, you've exposed. So my question to you is like, you know that you have this sexually transmitted disease and you have HIV, why aren't you using a condom? And this clown said to me, he was a clown. If they don't know to cover up, then why should I tell them? Oh my gosh. And there's still a group of people out there that are doing that, they feel that way don't be mistaken because you don't see it in on the TV screen anymore. It's died out. Um, inform your your young daughters and your young sons that it is alive and well. The only difference is that it's more treatments out there for people who are infected you know um, you can live a quality life if you can if you do get infected so, But statistics are still showing, the CDC shows that um, 57% of black females represent all new cases. And out of that 57% of those cases, most of them are coming from sexual contact, not from IV drug use. Sexual contact, 92% are coming from sexual contact. That is a problem that we need to look at. We should not overlook. We should make sure that we are following safe sex practices, making sure that no glove, no love. No glove, no love. They got gloves in all flavors, all colors, all textures, all kinds of things. And make sure he's putting that glove on right. Don't let him put that glove. Like I see these clowns wearing these masks that their nose is sticking out. I'm saying that's why people get pregnant. I understand. They're probably the main ones that didn't know how to use a condom. You know, you don't tuck your dick all the way down to the top of that condom where it's tight on like a tight skull cap. Leave a little bit of room. So when that friction is taking place, that is a place for all of that semen to go. You know, you don't pop it like a balloon. But anyhow. You know, that's just just a note here for me. So in in light of me talking about this, you know, I was um I have to give credit to my <laughs> my bestie, Tressie, who is actually um, I would give her credit for producing this particular episode because she started to talk to me about actually a term that I was not familiar about. And I'm a big, I'm, you know, I love talking about. The body and intimacy and, you know, all that wonderful stuff that we do to procreate or not procreate to feel good. And she was talking about a term called gay for the stay. And I was like, gay for the stay? What does that mean, gay for the stay? And she was saying, you know, like, there's a group of people that are incarcerated and... While they're incarcerated, they're having sex with other people of the same sex. And for this one, I am focusing on men having sex with other men while incarcerated. That is a big deal. Now, to go back that 52%, 52, 57% of new cases are represented by people of color, black women represent that that new group of HIV cases. 92% are getting it from having sex. Now let's jump to gay for the state. We know that black men represent more than their share of incarcerated inmates. Okay, what's the connection here? What's the connection here? There's a connection here. There's a connection here. If 38% of our black men are incarcerated, our black women, being who they are, are waiting on these black men, having conjugal visits with these black men, or they come out and you're having sex with them and they've been incarcerated for some time. Oh, my gosh. That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for disaster. I want you to think about this. And I, I hate to bore you with all the numbers, but it's a big deal. This is a big connection here. I was reading this article um, from the Federal Bureau of Prisons, and this is where I'm getting my data from. You know, if 38% of our men are in jail, and our sisters, we're waiting there on them, you know, being loyal, all that stuff, and, and whatever, you know, really letting our lives waste away. And I know if you love someone I have been deeply in love, oh my gosh not with anyone in prison, thank God. <laughs> I would probably have to bounce, you know, but I've been deeply in love. I know what that feels like. On even as when I was young and someone told me I wasn't in love, you know, I was in love. You can't tell me even when I reflect back on it was lo- it was love. Whether it was mature love enough to take care of somebody? No, absolutely not. There's so much more involved when you have a house and some kids and a job and To feed yourself. So love takes a broader meaning then. (laughs) But think about this number. If there are 550,000 black men. We're just looking at that number. That's just a random number. And I tell you, one-fourth of those men were gay for the stay. That means they had sex with another man in jail. Some sexual contact. Whether they had some oral sex or sucked another man's dick Remember this epi- this podcast is not for anyone under the age of 18. Because I do use explicit language. I use data and information that I you know research. I use um, health information. So we go back and forth because that's exactly who I am. That's exactly how I deliver my message. So if they're having oral sex with other men, if or oral sex is being performed on them by other men, if they're having anal sex with other men, let's say they believe some some gay for this they believe, if I'm not, if I'm giving and not receiving, I'm not gay, you' you're engaging in a gay act. Yes, you are. You're engaging in a gay act. And then I'll get back to that one. But let's bounce back to my exciting career as an HIV counselor. This is how it kind of went. People would come in. They make an appointment anonymously. I give them a little card. Of course, I see their face when they get there. I ask them questions. What brings you in today? You know, and I ask them about their first sexual experiences because sometimes things have happened to people that put them in situations where they don't, they feel like they have no value. So their outlet is actually their body. Something is happening there. But that's a whole different story. There was this fine man that came in. Oh, my gosh. He was fine. His back was broad, you know, like a yard back. Like he was out on the yard pumping iron, and his waist and his butt was tight. He had a, you know, his mug was good. A man's mug, you know, we don't really pay too much attention to his mug. Is he well-groomed? His clothes are clean. He's sharp. He smells good. You know, they we don't, we don't get all those boxes checked like they be checking on us. But anyhow, and I said, why are you here? He was like, well, I was incarcerated. And I said, yeah, you know, remind you, I'm very young. Don't know no better. But this gay for the stay that my girlfriend Tressie said to me the other day, it, 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 I was able to build on that experience I had with the conversation with this young man. And he was older than me, but he was still young and fine. And he said, I needed to be tested because I had, I said, you had sex in jail and he was like yes it happens and i was like okay and of course keeping my professional straight face i have a pretty good poker face when i'm not with friends of course and i always want to respect people because it takes a lot of nerve to even address your your health issues you know head on it does. So, and you want people to care for you. I want people to care for me. So I care for the guy, you know. And, of course, his test did come back. Uh, he was happy they came back negative. These things are seared in my brain because the positives that I had to tell people about were seared in my brain as well as the joy for the people that got the negative test results are seared in my brain. So, But he was gay for the stay, And some lady, unknowingly, at least he was responsible to be tested. But how many of you women are welcoming these guys home and you are not treating them to an hiv test you can do it as a team thing you can go together it's so important that we as black women do this because so many of our black men are in jail i'm not saying it's all coming that way however it is part of the part of the picture the other part could be just the brothers that are on the down low you know that are or the ones that have married women to use them as beards you know you know how you put a mustache on as a disguise same kind of thing married men that are doing it too so just be who you are you live in a world now where you can be as gay as you want to be and you can let people know that you're gay and it's no crime there's no need to hide out behind other people and put them at risk So, what else do I want to share with you today? Well, the other thing that you should know is that some prisons are actually passing out condoms. According to the Bureau of Prisons, there are actually two states that provide condoms for their inmates. And those states are Vermont and Mississippi. But there are also some cities that provide condoms. And believe it or not, L.A., New York City, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and D.C. So these places are making a conscious effort and not closing their eyes to what's happening behind those walls between these men. It is a big deal. And, of course, all the religious stuff, I'm assuming behind it, if you give condoms, you're saying, oh, you're condoning homosexuality. No, you're protecting people that if they are going to engage in homosexual behaviors, that they are going to cover up. That's all I have to say about that. So the only thing I want you to remember from this particular episode, I do want you to remember this, is that black women are still seventy sorry 57 percent of the new cases 92 percent of those women are coming from sexual contact and also that one in four black men that have been incarcerated or are incarcerated have had sex with another man what does that mean i want you to put four fingers up just in case you weren't like a cool math student and down with these percents let's say four of your fingers went to jail One of your fingers had sex with another man. Any kind of sex. Don't let nobody convince you because they didn't get plugged in their butt. That was not nice, right? They didn't have anal sex. That they're not gay. They enjoy putting it in that tight spot. But anyhow, to keep going with that, um, just keep yourself safe. There are lists of... Sexually transmitted diseases, this is just some of the list that you can get orally, you can get rectum infections, you can get urinary tract infections, you can get throat infections, all kinds of, you know, throat meaning oral too. Um, Chlamydia is one of those that will run rampant in all of those entry points. You can get gonorrhea, you can get hepatitis, you can get herpes. And I'll save this last, one of these ones for last. You can get syphilis. You can get trichomonas. You can get scabies, and a lot of these things like the human papilloma virus. We see this being advertised on TV now. Get your child vaccinated. I believe the ages is something like between once they turn about ten to fourteen. That means no one's saying in that in that advertisement. This group of kids, we think, become sexually active between this time, and this is when they can get HPV. They're not saying that it's sexually transmitted. We're going to protect you from getting cervical cancer or cancer. Tell them. This is happening because of sexual activity. This is how it's transmitted. And all of these things can leave our young women infertile when they have gotten a handle on their lives. They're not experimenting anymore. They want to have a family, and then they realize that they can't because they've been exposed to chlamydia or had had some kind of pelvic inflammatory disease. If your stomach has been hurting you for a long time and you don't know why, go to the gynecologist. Let somebody look. Now, there are places that you can go um, that are free if you don't have any health insurance. Call your local health department they have free services and as well as I know we a lot of um, people give Planned Parenthood a bad rap because they perform abortions there. I say what well, it's your body, your choice, but this is not the place for me to discuss that. I know I I will talk about my own personal journey with a lot of stuff in one of my episodes, but I'm just planning that one out really well. Um, But check out your Planned Parenthood if you need treatment or your health department. Those are safe places for you to go to get the help that you need. And again, remember, no glove, no love, you're worth it. You're worth it. And sisters, right about now, this is old. This is so old school. You should have so many different flavors in your pocketbook. He don't have one. It's not, it's no bad. It's not bad if you whip one out yourself, you know? It is not bad if you whip one out yourself. You don't want to get in one of those entanglements. You don't want to get in an entanglement or have a false security because someone looks good on the outside. It's like that COVID. Oh, they talk about all the people who have no symptoms, but they're COVID positive. You know, that's the same thing with a lot of sexually transmitted diseases and HIV. We used to, you know, think we could just look at people and tell. You can't look at anyone and tell that stuff. So anyhow, keep safe. Remember that um, I am your friend, okay? And that's why I decided to bring information to you. And until next time... Take good care of yourself.